0: heart and soul. So I thank you Robert for the spiritual mind treatment. There's something I think I heard in there that that, um, I want to tap into. This awareness for anyone who's willing to wrap their mind around and embrace an idea and an intention of having something quite magnificent unfold out of this service. Now let's be clear, it has nothing to do with anything I say. It's it's not that I'm going to wax so eloquent that that's going to transform your life. Your life will be transformed out of your intention for it to be transformed. It will be transformed out of your knowing that it is transforming anyway, and out of each and every one of us, anybody who's willing. Now, nobody has to play this game. But the folks who are willing to have transformation, it begins with an intention to be transformed. Now, that's catchy, isn't it, though? I mean, right there, some I lost some people right away. They're like, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to, yes, you are going to have to be all up in this. None of it is going to happen out of the music you hear today, the voices that are sung, nothing that I say. Now, all of that together may, in fact, awaken aspects of your knowing. It may remind you of what you already know. And all of that can be beneficial. And it's going to be up to you. What you do with that, what you say about it, how you work with it. We are on an adventure in faith for real, for real. And so this is an opportunity for us to take dominion. So, we're on an adventure, but you don't just have to be dragged all around town. You can make a choice around how you perceive a situation, circumstance. There are going to be lots of opportunities to test this this week. Lots of opportunities. Nothing about anything, nothing is going to happen today that makes you immune to life and all of its happenings. In fact, those happenings, those experiences are there so that we can be supported in making our choices, in making decisions, and then taking action. I remember when I uh, was much younger, just like wondering why, and my prayer was like, just straighten it out, Lord. Just clean it up so I don't have to go through this. Fix it. (laughs) You know, and now I realize, oh, it was mine to fix my sense of it because once I changed my mind about what I thought it was that was happening, that then changed my options. How I saw me in it and what was available. It's the difference between I keep almost every week I put before you that lower left quadrant where we are reminding ourselves that we're mapping our consciousness, that we want to be aware of, so where am I, where am I getting this idea, where, what's the source, if you will, from which what I say next comes? Is it coming from my fear? Is it coming from my doubt? Is it coming from my resistance? Is it coming from my dislike? Is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? From all of the possible places and ideas and thoughts in and with, within me. So much of it, some of our work is to clean up the past. Some of it. Now, some folks can really simply start from where they are. Now that's a, that's a, there are folks who can do that, but a lot of us have to be like, I'll be right back. Because <laughs> I'm gonna have to clean all this out right here. Because I don't even have room for that new idea that you're offering, give me, give me, I'm gonna need a little time and I'm gonna have to call my sister friends over so that we can clean all this up right here. And then I'll be like, okay, now what? <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Now, that's why we teach the classes. That's why, no, that's not why we teach them. That's why we offer them. We offer them so that folks can get in there and make the kind of change. Lord, I wish sitting in here for 30 minutes would transform lives. It does not. Now, it supports you in an energetic shift, which a lot of us are grateful for. Because it means, yes, today is going to be enhanced from yesterday. But you're going to have to do some more to enhance the entirety of your life. Yeah, I know. I know, I'm doing it too. So look, Ernest Holmes says this, and I, some of y'all may be thinking, well, I'm just going to say you just need to go along with whatever it is that I'm doing up here. So you've seen this a lot and we're gonna continue to see it because I really want to ensure that this is impressed on your subconscious. That there's a moment in which when you begin to think about, so what, what happened, how did this happen? You realize that the way that the mind principle is reactive to your thinking. So the answer to all those questions is how'd this happen? Well, the creative principle, the all in all, is responding to the impress of your thought. So for all of those times you were thinking fearful thoughts, it called forth in your experience something that you then interpret as fear. Now you and your neighbor can be having the same experience, but if they haven't had that impress, they're having a different experience about the experience, kind of within the experience. Does that make sense? So the same thing happened. Whatever that was, the fire, the break-in, the discount on the rent, whatever it is that happened. What happens next in you about that has everything to do with the impress of your thinking your collective thinking if you will your congealed thinking yes Yes. okay so and it receives the slightest vibration of thought and acts on it. i'm just in my mind i'm saying oh i'm so sorry forgive me please you, you know, because every time I read that, and that's why I share it, because every time I read it, I am awakened. There's a little awakening, like, oh, that too, that too. And I want you to have access to a similar kind of experience. I hope I haven't overdone that, but I have to work through. Look, I want to remind you that for the past couple of weeks, I have been reminding you that Malcolm Gladwell's work with, um, in Outliers reminds us that it takes 10,000 hours. Now, this is not to start you counting hours. It's to impress upon you that practice is required. And this is why we call what we teach and endeavor to practice is spiritual practice because that's what we're up to. Now, if we were athletes, and this was an athletic gathering, we would be focusing our 10,000 hours on athletics. But this ain't that. So we are focusing our 10,000 hours on what is required to transform our lives. And we know, so if this were a fill-in-the-blank thing, we'd all be thinking our thoughts. So what we're working on is practicing deeply focused, continuous practice of monitoring, being aware of our thinking, and changing it. Here's the thing, I have always wished that now that I've learned it and have the certificates to prove it, that I'd be done. That my thoughts would see my certificate and straighten themselves out. But they haven't, they don't care nothing about that certificate no matter how many certificates I have and courses I've taken and journals I've journaled in and all of the things. They don't care nothing about that. They will still run off and think whatever it is that triggers them to think. And so the practice is in whenever that happens, because it does happen, is saying it's like a well-trained dog. You see him, get on over I walk the lake, and often you see the ones that do and the ones that don't. The ones where a squirrel cancels out. All all the training. And we're like that. Something, there are so many things for each of us that's a squirrel. And we'd be focused on Emmett Fox and, um, oh, all of them. People, Ernest Holmes and Neville and we just, ooh, in the groove of all of that, squirrel. (laughs) And at all, we just, we don't even remember. What was I reading? What was I studying? What was the, all of the courses? We just squirrel. And off we go in a reaction. But the key is at some point we come to ourselves and we realize we're not here for the squirrel. And when you have that moment, because you've practiced, you bring your mind back to a point that is beneficial. Now, you only have that point available if you've been practicing thinking it. That's why we invite you to affirm with us. That's part of the repetition. We encourage you to write stuff down. Now, I see y'all with your little phones taking a picture. I often wonder, do you ever see that again in life? Is that just one of those moments when you're scrolling, looking for the restaurant menu, that you go, what is that? Oh, that's that? Now, why did I take that? However, if you chose to write it, I know this is so old school and it's wearing you out, but if you were to somehow choose, opt to write it, you are then engaging your neuromuscular. And that is doing something more to get it in there. And that's what the practice is. It's getting it in there because all through the day stuff is coming in. So our practice is discernment in terms of what we want to have in there to live from. There's a lot in there. Trust me. And do not ask me how I know because Lord knows I know this well that there's a lot in there that if we're not careful, something pokes it and out it comes. Ooh, my life. I could just, ooh the stories. I'm not offering any examples of this. No examples. So look, Ernest Holmes offers this. He says, if a person is seeking God, are we? Okay. Well, a few are. And if that person happens to have the ability to think straight through, can we? Okay, now that takes practice. Because squirrel, yes, that person will arrive at the inevitable conclusion that the discovery of God. Now, this discovery of God is akin to Columbus's discovery of America. This is exactly the same. This is seeing what was already there and was already working and was already being and all the things. And you just ran up on it in discovery. Okay, I just want to be clear about discovery. Because, you know, some of us are thinking, I've been knowing God since I was a wee one. So you're right. But this is the discovery of what was already there. Where it was already live and happening and you walked upon it be like oh I've now discovered (laughs) I I now know God and we can do that repetitively through our lives and it's all right I just want you to know when you're doing it yes it says that you'll arrive at the inevitable conclusion that the discovery of God will have to come through the discovery of yourself and this is why it will happen so frequently or it can happen so frequently, because you will forever be updating. If you're doing this work, if you're in practice, you are, if you were an athlete, for example, and you were practicing at the level that Malcolm Gladwell is encouraging us to practice, you would be moving through stages, you'd be building muscle, you'd be a building flexibility, you'd be whatever it is that you would be practicing, it would yield something. If you were a musician and you were practicing all of that, your voice would be expanding in ways, your, your dexterity of your Fingers for whatever instruments. You'd be learning things that you didn't know before. Not that someone taught you, but because you have access in that practice. The more deeply you go, the more it opens to you. What did George Washington Carver tell us? That when we love a thing enough, it will reveal its secrets. Practice shows up like love because it is concentrated attention. It's focused attention. What is love? Y'all know those actions. Oh Lord. Pray for me. Y'all know the activity where two people will sit and just look in each other's eyes. And just for an extended time, it is focused attention. And focused attention, kind focused attention, translates to humans as love. So when we do this work, this discovery of self. This is why we've assigned mirror work. I don't know the degree to which you do it. But it's, it's, again, it's that focused attention. That you don't have to call it anything. Your subconscious recognizes it. It's an energetic vibration. Yeah. And transformative. He then says, this calls for an absolute unity between God, the living one, the strong one, and humanity. As man retraces, as humanity retraces its steps to the source of our being, God, the living one, the strong one, a concept of itself which is transcendent emerges, every individual who finds that the great within himself, that the truth of who I am, you know what I'm saying? That part that's never been harmed, that aspect of us that has never shifted, that it is divine, always was, is now, always will be. It's that part of us, the great within me, is immersed in God, is, and is God. Immersed in God and is God. Like, it brings a a clearer awareness to this idea that there's not a spot where God is not. So it, you know, it rolls off the tongue, but I'm not quite clear that we fully get it, what we're saying in that. That we are immersed in God and that we are God. We are of God. Now, for some, we're not at the point where we can say, I am God. Because we're, you know, we're already anticipating the blowback. But what else could you be? What else could you be? I I mean, you don't have to tell nobody you are. But I'm just asking, between me and you, what else could you be? What else could you be? If God is all there is, how are you going to be something not God? Or is God all there is except for you? And the other people you point out? Because that's like, that's, I mean, when you think, when we stop and think about it, that's a mess right there. You know, it doesn't even make sense. So, you know, there's a, God is all there is but <laughs> not, and then we, we start chopping it up, don't we? This is a suggestion of the practice of allowing that to seep in. The fullness of God that each of us, I am immersed in and as God, is God, he says, is God, work it out, however you have to work it out, so that you can bring that into your awareness, yeah, you know, and what I do, it's so, it's so interesting uh, to me, that because I'm looking out at y'all, there are things that I have kind of taught myself to edit, because I see that no offense, y'all ain't ready. Your faces are speaking speak volumes over time, and so often I go, "Okay, well, I can't." I said that, and I saw the faces, and so I, so I'm often editing in that way. So this notion of being God is big. It's a big thought. It's a big thought, and some folks choke on it, and that I. I want you to be able to hear the rest of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the, the rest of the message, hear the music, and not like it's stuck in, I'm God. And the resistance to that. Now, if you are embracing it, then go on with your bad cell. However, if it's like, what? That, is that blasphemous, Is she allowed to? Because your faces are like sometimes, a few of you, not everyone, But often in large groups, there'll be whole chunks of like, what? So I just wanted to presence that so I could get to it. He also, Ernest Holmes says, the shackles are phantoms. Whatever that is that you think is keeping you from, And you know this in your heart because you've been there before. You've been there where where you, maybe it was a prognosis and you did all of the work and you're on the other side of it, but now you forgot the power in all that led you there. So, this is a reminder to know that the shackles are phantoms, they're not real. The truth alone has the power to strike them from you. And so, that's what we're practicing is telling ourselves the truth. If there's anything, Ernest Holmes says, that we need to know, it's this. The eternal is incarnated in each of us. God goes forth anew into creation, but through each and every one of us. Yeah, that one too. And them. In such degree as we speak the truth, The Almighty has spoken. This is exactly the foundation, if you will, for spiritual mind treatment. The practice of spiritual mind treatment is teaching us to practice speaking the word in such a way that, what does he say? The Almighty has spoken. When we Speak the truth, we know that it's our voice. What we're speaking is the truth about God. And the truth about God transforms by any name. Oh, is this, is this making sense? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. How about for y'all? Is it making sense for, for y'all too? Because if not, put it in the chat. Somebody's going to let me know. If something if there's a question about this put it in the chat so that we can get it worked out. There's somebody here who'd run it right over to me and tell me and we we could work it out. All right? Ernest Holmes words, come ye and claim your divinity. Demonstrated every day refuse to make the slightest concession to appearances. Cuz they're going to be appearances. There will be appearances. And remember that they are phantoms. Our focus is on cause, really, because that's where, that's where the change can happen. And so what we are, we're looking at, we're wanting to be aware of our thinking. When the going gets tough, what do you think? Because the going is going to get tough. There's never been a period of time in history, and I'm not imagining that it will be, that for individuals on their own schedule and time and place, it's going to get tough. And then what are you thinking? When it gets tough, what's your thought? Some of us go to, something's wrong with me. Not that all humanity hadn't been through this kind of thing, but it's there are those people who are who who attack inward, and then there are those who attack externally. And so some of us, it's like something's wrong with me. <laughs> Not, yeah, you use your whiny voice for it. <laughs> and then there for the for the other folks, it would be who did it? And you just like. I don't know where I'm to point but there's somebody I'm getting ready to blame for this because this should not be happening this should not be my experience and this is somebody's fault so it's either my fault or it's somebody else's fault and then I imagine there's some folks who who just like to spread it around so it's all of that it's my fault and it's your fault too make sense okay so in this Dr. Dan offers us uh, Luke 12, 29 through 32, which this is one of the scriptures that I call the stop tripping scriptures, <laughs> that, you know, when you, when you synthesize it, it's like quit, quit tripping, just quit tripping, you know better. So in this one, it's seek not what you will eat or what you'll drink or neither be doubtful, mi- be of doubtful mind, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. So it's like cut out all that mess, all that tripping about what it is. Have you ever starved to death before? And if so, then you're excused. But <laughs> if you haven't, then quit tripping. You're going to be all right. You can either do without this meal or it's going to work out both things are going to happen so there's something for us to do on the inside because what we do on the inside our thinking the way we use our minds what we engage them around where we point them can you see that that it's like because what's the what's the saying that what you're looking at you're looking through that that we have much more control. We act as if I see a thing that makes it real. No, it's really just a projection. It's something that's going on in here, and that's how you saw the thing. And that it does not matter, even if others see it too, because sometimes we just want to poll. You know, I see it. Do y'all see it? And if we all see it now, it's real. It's no more real than it was at first. It's just that you hanging out with like kind. We all see in the problem. And not a one in the group is seeing beyond, seeing the divinity even in that, seeing the blessing. And it's okay. This is not a criticism. I think what I'm doing is kind of pulling back the cover, pulling off the veil. And we just looking at all the stuff. And then we'll decide, so what will I do with this? with this expanded awareness, now that I see some things about myself, now that I see and have a sense of what's going on inside, in this scripture, it simply reminds us that as we seek the kingdom of God, so if we turn from all of that list of everything I think I need, and I need this so desperately, and I want this, I got my want, I got my need, I got my desire, I got all those lists, this is saying, cut all that mess out, because you don't know. Come to a person. If you'd gotten everything on that list 10 years ago, you'd be, some of it you'd be throwing out, or you'd be crying about why you drew that to you. So sometimes I just have to remind myself, you're not as smart as you think you are, sweetie. Just because you put it on a list don't mean it's good for you does not mean it's the highest and best. So the prayer changes from what all my list of what I want and how I want it to what's the highest and best. Seek the whole, the kingdom of God and let the rest just come into being is what this is saying. This is when I told you, this one that quit tripping scriptures. For it is the Father's good pleasure, the Father's desire, to hook you up. So quit tripping. Let the thing unfold, in the way the thing can unfold if you get out the way. Yeah, I'm just—that's what it meant to say. That's what it meant to say. Dr. Dan says this: that without exception, we're all seeking some relationship to universal mind, the Oversoul, the Living One, the Strong One, the Eternal Spirit we call God. So the idea here is to put the emphasis on the inner way. It's a goldsmith moment for some. the inward way and makes, and this makes everywhere presence of God and the image and likeness of God. very practical. That's a way of saying it makes it real. When you get in there, and it's the inner stroke that you're cutting, the inner groove of faith and trust and knowing you just got to keep cutting that groove in so that you'll slide into it more naturally. You know, you won't even be like, where that at? You just kind of like, oh, thank God I cut that groove because now I'm just in it. Praise God, because I would not have known how to get in it in that moment of desperation and doubt and fear. I hope this is making sense. Y'all got me working hard this morning if it ain't making sense. Yes? All right. All right. Um, okay. Dr. Dan says that the question then is, is there anything here for me that often, this is, this is how he Uh, This is from yesterday. This is yesterday's reading from uh, Guidance for a Spiritual Journey, and it's entitled, Is There Anything Here for Me? Isn't that often where we start? It's the what's in it for me. I was a corporate trainer and very often worked with salespeople in a sales organization, and often the thing is both for the salespeople especially And for clients and customers, it's, what's in it for me? Yeah, 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 what's in it for me? Uh Uh-huh, I heard all of that. And what's in it for me? It's kind of the human stroke. And if you know what's in it for you, Dr. Dan says, we want something that will function today. You know? We don't, many of us can't, haven't translated old religion practices. We, we, we haven't been able to see how it's embedded in some of what we call new thought. You see that, that through a different lens, we'd recognize it as ancient wisdom. But sometimes we, we wonder, but will it work now? Yeah, 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 I know, like if you read me, Catherine Ponder, for example, written in the year, whatever. The wonderment is, but yeah, but will that work? This is 2023, is that, well, if you work it. It don't just work. You can't just put the book on something. Now, advance, somebody advance can. But, you know, I'm just saying. It's at the level of your thinking. For the one reading it saying, I can translate this from 1940-whatever to right now because you're discerning the principle. If you can't do that, you will be lost. You'll be thinking, I can use this book because everything in it, she's citing something from the 1900s. If you are practicing them, you will have expanded your skill in discernment and you'll be able to see, aha, this is speaking exactly, I know just what to do with this right now. So we want something that will function today. This is that. There's an unfolding principle within us. Carrying us forward, Dr. Dan says, in greater expression of life, freedom, and joy. All life is motivated by love. Look here, y'all. Let me just... It's about the healing. It's about our willingness to move from... And I'm not going to pretend this is easy, because when we say healing, often we're talking about a lifestyle, a pattern that has existed before you knew the word pattern. Sometimes that's what we're working with, a way, kind of our family of origin, belief systems and ways of thinking. Sometimes that's what we're working with that that's what we'll have to change so completely so we can see something else. So this healing is deep. It's within us. It's within us. It's changing the way we see, the way we hear, our willingness, our availability to life. Watch what you're saying. Watch the little little, um, phrasing that just pops out. Ooh, it's, ooh, ain't it awful, it's going to be bad for everybody. Ooh, did never going, it's always going to be. You, you just have to develop a listening for your thinking. And it's not a blame-shame, it's a point of awareness. It's a point of awareness. And once you have that a point of awareness, you know, awareness can be curative if you work it. So you're following that. You become aware of, oh my goodness, whenever this thing happens, whenever I see on the news, whenever my phone beeps with a notification, whenever I hear a sound that might be gunshots, I go to a, that's, that's for you to work out. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's for you to work out what you now believe. What are you doing with that sensory perception? Are you just going, come on now, you just going to allow it to chase the squirrels and bark at the dogs and chase cars and hump legs? You just, that's what you're allowing now? Or are you like, get on back over here? And I love the ones who don't even have to say it out loud to their dog. They just look and the dog is like... That's what I want my mind to respond. Like, i just be like, okay, okay, all right, all right. God is all there is. I am, yeah, like, be like, yeah, get, come on now. Get in the groove, because I didn't caught you. Out there trying to go with, it ain't gonna work for people like you. They not, there's no place for it. They always go, uh-uh, come, get over here right now. You better sit yourself down.